How good is God? Amen? Wow. How good is our God? So, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you this little piece of what God spoke to me about this coming year. And, um, and I'm going to read this scripture, and then we'll get into our series tonight. It'll, it'll, it'll kind of all flow together. But I'm going to look at um, John chapter 7, starting with verse 14. <clears throat> the Lord told me that 2018 will be... It will be, (laughs) so I'm going to put these words out there. When you put words out there, just be prepared to be challenged. Okay, so I'm going to put these words out there. And the words are, this is, this upcoming year is the best year ever. Best year ever. So, but, but with that statement, here's the challenge. What does it take for that to happen in us? What, 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 is that, what does that take to happen on the inside of you? How, how can 2018, what, what, what's your measuring stick for something being great? How are, you, how are you measuring that for your greatest year to be that? And <clears throat> this is an interesting passage of Scripture. So what does it take? And then I'm going to make this other statement, and we'll talk about it in, as we step into the beginning of the year, starting on, on uh, the 31st. On Sunday the 31st, we're going to talk vision throughout the whole month of January. Um, Verse 14 says, Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and he taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters? One translation says, How does this man know what he knows, having never studied? Or another translation says, not being learned. Okay? In his day and time, one of the most learned men, educated, 14 master's degrees was the Apostle Paul. And he wasn't the Apostle Paul at that time. He was Saul. He was one of the most learned men. And they go on to say that here... Jesus answered them and he said, my my doctrine is not mine, but it's his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is of God or whether I speak on my own authority. So to answer the question, what does it take? This is what I wrote down. It's not how much you know, 
or how much you do. It's how much you know him. It's how connected that you are with him. It's not how much you know. They marveled at the things that he taught because what he was teaching from was another realm. He was teaching information from another realm. Not from a university or a college. And everybody say this, education is a good thing. Education. Okay, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. If you're educated, you have a degree, that's a great thing. If you don't, it's still a great thing. Amen? Everything's great. Everybody say everything's great. So, it, it's a good thing. Education is a good thing. But my point is, he, he wasn't illiterate. He wasn't an idiot. But he spent most of his time developing an understanding of information from another realm. From another place. From a, a realm outside of this world. What does it take for 2018 to be your best year ever? It's not how much you know. Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta pray. I gotta study. Oh my gosh, I just if I can just do if I can just stay. No, it's not how much you do. I just gotta burn the midnight hours. I've just gotta study the word 24 seven. I mean, studying the Word's not going to hurt you. Studying the Word is a good thing. But it's not how much you know. It's not how much you do. It's how much you know Him. Relationship. Intimacy. Connection with the Father. That's the key to 2018 being the greatest year ever. Amen? So that was just free. That won't cost you. So tonight we're in our series, and what I just said there I'll, I'll, I'll revert back to, um, even in some things I'm going to talk about tonight. But we've been on a series that I've just entitled Holy Spirit Series, because there's so many facets of the Holy Spirit, so much about the Holy Spirit. We spent some time on the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying into the tongues and we prayed for many people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on that Wednesday night uh, the, that we prayed for people. We're going to do it again just as we're in this series because I'm, I'm, I'm just on this series for however long because God said to. And um, we've been talking about the different gifts of the Spirit. We've looked at the gift of the working of miracles. And last week um, at the end, as I finished the, the teaching on the, the gift of the working of miracles, we talked about the gift of the discerning of spirits. And tonight, the rest of tonight, we're going to talk about and finish this, maybe even talk about it again next Wednesday, I don't know, because there's something about this gift that's really, really, really important. And last week... <clears throat> We emphasized as we talked about what 1 Corinthians 12, the first verse, said. The Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, I don't want you to be ignorant. The, the, the Most translations say spiritual gifts, but the word gifts is not in there. That was added 
by the translators. I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual spiritual things. As, as we read on towards him beginning to talk about the gifts, actually he doesn't even mention them as gifts when he starts talking about them. He talks about these as manifestations of the Spirit. So the gift of the working of miracles is a manifestation of the working of miracles. And it's something different than just a normal miracle or a normal manifestation. The manifestation of the gift of faith is different than just common faith. Each man's been dealt a measure of faith, but then there's the, there is the manifestation. The Bible, we've known about it for years as the gift, but as I've been studying that, I'm looking at it, and that's not even there. It's, that word is not even there. And a lot of times... We put an emphasis on gift because we want to be gifted and talented and we want everything to be about the gifts and we want to operate in the gifts and we want the gifts about us and we, that's my gift and that's this. and No, because all of those will work for anybody for the good of all mankind as the Lord wills them. Amen. Not just something we pull out of a hat and it's like a magic trick. And so... We've got to understand it. And, and one of the things, and I, and I said earlier, 2018 is, is my best year, your best year ever, if, if we realize how important our connection to Him is. Now, we, can, we say that a lot. Anybody, you know, I've got to get closer to God. But understanding how to be closer and to, and to be closer to what? You, you can't see God, you can't touch God, just in the natural realm in most cases. If God manifests himself in the natural, then you can touch him because he would allow you to touch him. But that's not the norm. Why? Because God is spirit. He's not flesh and blood, he's spirit. So what we get closer to is the thing that we're not to be ignorant of, the spiritual not the spiritual gifts and, and, and get all wrapped up in the gifts and how I operate and we do this and that and the other, but developing a relationship with God so we're close to the spiritual so that the nine manifestations that he talks about right here, we're prepared and ready to be used to operate in those manifestations at will when he's ready for those to happen, because they'll never happen just because you try to work something up or because you think you have some predominant gift. The fivefold ministry, different gifts of the fivefold ministry that we'll talk about later in this series, different ones of those ministries, like the prophet ministry, has to operate in the, in the gift of the word of wisdom and knowledge very strongly for that gift of the of the prophet, not of prophecy, but of the prophet to be in manifestation, for it to actually work, for it to be what God created it to be. So those gifts will flow predominantly through a prophet's ministry. So tonight, I, I just, I, I want to spend a little time talking about something regarding the discerning of spirits that I think we've got to understand and we've got to desire. So 
Look at 1 Corinthians 12, but instead of looking at the first verse first, let's look at the last verse first. Did you get that? We're going to look at the last verse first. Verse 31. But desire, uh, but earnestly desire, earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. And we know that that more excellent way is everything he talks about in chapter 13, which is, is the love of God. He said, but earnestly desire. Look at the 14th chapter in the first verse. After he talked about love, he says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. And notice in your Bible, it's in italics because the gifts is not there. Pursue love and desire spiritual, but especially that you may prophesy. Look at the 39th verse of the 14th chapter. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Everybody say desire. Not even just desire, but desire earnestly. In other words, have a passion. My question is, do we earnestly desire the spiritual? I'll answer the question for us. Not enough. Not enough. That's why we're talking about it. If, if, you, haven't, if you haven't eaten dinner tonight, and I start talking about something that you really like, what happens? you start craving that, right? Like if you like big, you know, one-pound cheeseburgers and you haven't eaten tonight and I start talking about one-pound cheeseburgers with all the fixings on it and all of a sudden, all of a sudden your jaws start getting tight about right here. All of a sudden the juices start flowing, you know. Your, sal- your saliva glands start secreting and releasing and you start really getting hungry why because we're talking about it how do you desire earnestly the spiritual you got to talk about it amen we're talking about it we're going to keep talking about it because God wants us not ignorant of the spiritual we got to tap the spiritual we have to can you say amen so Let's read our, our foundational scripture that we read last time. It's in 2 Corinthians, the last chapter and the last verse. We're all in these first and last. Last verse of the last chapter of 2 Corinthians, 13 and 14. I want to read it in the Amplified. The grace and favor and spiritual blessing... The grace and favor and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence and the fellowship, the presence and the fellowship, the communion and the sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit, the fellowshipping, the communion, the sharing together, the participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Paul's last words to the Corinthian churches, stay connected to the spiritual. Stay connected to the person of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's the help. 
He's the help. He's the helper. He's the one that's helped. He, he's the one that was sent to help us, not do it for us, but to help us. And he said the la- his last words to this church, stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you today and, and tonight and in, in the series as we're talking, we have got to be stirred up and encouraged to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Remember, 2018, it's not how much you know and it's not how much you do. It's how much you know him. It's how connected you are to him. Jesus' success was not found in the universities. We have record that where Jesus spent his time was in church. He spent time in church, and you know what that breaks down into. He stayed connected to spiritual things, spiritual information, spiritual teaching, and he sat under teaching for years and years before he ever taught. And then when he taught, all that came out of him was what he was connected to. First Corinthians 12 and verse 1. Now concerning spirituals, concerning spiritual, concerning spiritual manifestations, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant or unaware, misinformed. Something's really serious about not being misinformed about spiritual things. Um, I, I, I tell you what, I, I, I've been, well, I'm not going to say it. Verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. So now he starts talking about these, quote, gifts. But he didn't say the gift here. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit work all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. These gifts are for each and everybody, not just for some, but for anybody who is walking close to the spiritual realm who is aware of the spiritual realm. You know, uh, I mean, there's a lot said about spiritual things. There's a lot said about, um, you know, the spiritual being this this weird and and this different thing. The, 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 The spiritual realm is just a different realm. It's not natural. It's spirit. And... God desires for you and I to understand spiritual things because, listen to me, we are spirit. So 
if I am spirit and I spend all of my time and effort in developing natural things, there's a problem. The problem on planet earth is the lack of connection to the spiritual. Not anything else. Not God. Listen, all governments would be straightened out if everybody connects to the spirit. If everybody connects to the Spirit and then does what the Spirit of God said, all the problems of the world are settled. Why? Because now God is in control through mankind by the Spirit of God, the way he created this whole thing to function. When he created Adam and Eve, that was the purpose, that mankind would be in. He gave man authority and dominion over the earth, and God never took the authority and the dominion back. That's why it's still where it's at. When people try to tell me that the situations in the world are because, you know, that God's allowing it because God's in control, they don't know my God. You put God in control of this earth that he's never been in, he's never been in control here. He gave control to you and I. He gave us the power. He said, now, if you utilize me and my power and my ability, then you can do this thing right. From day one. Our grandfather, Abraham, uh, our grandfather Adam screwed the whole thing up, right? But mankind's been screwing it up ever since. We're not here to keep screwing things up. We're here to get this thing right. It's not how much you know. It's not how much you do. It's how connected you are to God so that then what you know and what you do works. That's how it matters. That's how all this has to work for you and I. Amen? So, so I, I want to look at this. <clears throat> I want to look at this discerning of spirits, okay? And, I'm, and I gave you a partial definition last week, and I want to give you this definition. If you're taking notes, write these two things down. To discern, to discern, to discern is to see clearly into and to distinguish. To see clearly into, and I'm, and I'm, I'm adding this, but I, I'm going to say it like this. To discern is to see into another realm. And as you're seeing into that realm, to distinguish what you're dealing with. Now, I like this definition of the word distinguish. To recognize or treat as different. Some of the synonyms of distinguish are to differentiate or to tell apart. To tell the difference between. Between what? Well, if we're to, if, if, if this manifestation, which we've called gift in the past, if this manifestation is the discerning of spirits, plural, all right, let's, let's, let's name some things that are spirit. First and foremost, you. 
there needs to be some distinguishing going on inside of you. Who else is spirit? Me. Who else is spirit? God. Right? Who else is spirit? Holy Spirit. Right? Who else is spirit? Angels. Who else is spirit? Demons. Who else? The devil. So we've got some good guys and some bad guys. And, and what we're to do is to differentiate between what's God and what is not God. What's God in your thinking and what's not God. What's behind what's motivating you and what's not. How do I get to the bottom of specific things? How does 2018 become your best year? Because you become more aware of the spiritual than you are in the natural so that you can tell the difference in what is God and what isn't. And you will never get that by just educating yourself. You'll never get that by just doing a lot of works and doing a lot of good things. It's it's not enough. It's me getting connected to him. Me connecting myself and understanding what's really going on in that other realm that a lot of people just try to ignore. And yet, and yet, the psychic hotline is one of the most profitable lines on planet Earth. You, you probably want to Google it and go find it out. You don't even need to mess. Just take my word for it. It's very profitable. Okay? So, if, you, if I called a number and I'm asking, in essence, what I'm asking for is a prophetic word. I want somebody to speak into my life. I don't know this person, and all of a sudden, they start saying things about my life that there's no way in the world that they would know. And they're not born again, or necessarily born again. They don't know any of those kind of things. What's happening? Now watch. So here's the natural realm, and back here is the spirit realm. And the devil's number one title is counterfeiter. And so he's whispering into somebody's ear that's on a number that's charging you, you know, charging you um, $49 every five minutes to give you a prophetic word. And they want that to drag on for a long time because they want to make a lot of money from you. And, and the counterfeiter is speaking to somebody on that phone and speaking into the natural realm. They're looking for an answer, okay? And when you're not connected to the things of the Spirit, you can't differentiate between what a real prophetic word is and somebody that is not. And the Scripture is real clear. The Scriptures are real clear of the fake and the real. You and I have the ability by the Holy Ghost to understand what is real. What are those characteristics of the discerning of spirits? To see into, 
and to distinguish or differentiate between what is right and what is not. We have that capability. For your year, this coming year, to be the best year ever, you've got to be able to tap that. Listen to me. It's not how much you study or work at trying to learn how to hear. It's how much you just take what you hear like tonight and you stay connected to what it is that you're hearing and go to the Word and just thank God daily for revealing to you the truths of the operation and the manifestation of the Spirit of God through these different ways. God wants you to have, He wants you to know ahead of time how to not make mistakes, how to not choose the wrong things. One of the spiritual strongholds over the United States of America is the spirit of manipulation. And it is strong over this nation. I I speak over that thing every day. I let that thing know it has no dominion to operate. The spirit of manipulation is one of the strongest over this nation. People manipulating people, working in ways that are not true. Listen, when you're hearing from God, it produces manifestation. When you're connected to the Holy Ghost, you profit. When you're connected to Him and how to do things in life, in this natural life, His way, when you get your information from the spiritual to operate in the natural, a lot of times it's totally different. It's it's totally backwards from the way other people operate. They were astonished at Jesus. How can he teach this stuff? How does he know this? He's not an educated man. Man, he hadn't been to the seminaries. He's not like the Pharisees and the, and, and the Sadducees. He's not like these people over here. How can, how can he know this? Because he said, my doctrine is from the one that sent me. My connections in life have to do with the favor of God and what God has put on me, and he came here to put that on us. Same spirit that raised him from the dead is the same Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you and I. Now watch this this little story. John chapter 3. Watch this little story between Jesus and a very educated man. This is Jesus and a very educated man. He was really a a really, I mean, church history says that this man was really a good man. He was a good-hearted man. But he was not born again, you know, at this point. Well, nobody actually was born again at this point because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. But but he didn't, um, we don't have record here that he really embraced this, but we know later that he did get born again. After Jesus went to the cross, he did get born again. But it was the story about Nicodemus and Jesus. And notice what Jesus says in verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born, and and I'm going to use the word like this because of what we're talking about tonight, 
unless one is born of the Spirit, so born again is to be born a second time, you're born of the flesh, and he explains this to Nicodemus here. So to be born again is to be born of the Spirit. I'm going to read it like this. I say to you, unless one is born of the Spirit, he cannot see the Spirit. Okay, so who qualifies with not being ignorant of spiritual? Who qualifies? Born again. And, and, and it just proves it even more and more as we're reading this. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? He couldn't understand it. Because you can't understand this with your natural mind. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, water of the womb, and the Spirit, he cannot see the Spirit. He can't see the spiritual realm. Remember, if you live long enough on the earth, and however things will end up at the end, if you're not here and you leave this earth, planet earth, you will leave here and traditionally you go into a box and you go into the ground, traditionally. Other people do other things, but that's the traditional way of doing it. When you go into that box, that's not you. It's never been. You are a spirit because you were created in the image of God. That was just something that enabled you to exist on planet Earth, to be in this body, which is like an Earth suit. If you're on the moon, you've got to be in a moon suit, right? On the Earth, you've got to be in an Earth suit. So on the Earth, you're in this Earth suit, but that's not you in the box. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. You never, from the moment that you were conceived, your life that came from heaven already, you already were because you were spirit, you weren't flesh. When, when you were conceived in your mother's womb, they didn't create you, you were already. And you came into this earthly body. And so God wants you not looking and staying connected to the generational stuff of the first birth, he wants you connected to second birth. Yes. But, but to be connected to second birth, you have to understand spiritual. And you can't be afraid of spiritual things. And spiritual manifestation and operation isn't weird, it's different. See, because to operate in discernment, you're discerning or differentiating between the difference in the natural and the spiritual, and they're, 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 I mean, they're as different as night and day. They're as different as oil and water are. They don't mix, they don't mesh, they don't go together, and God's saying, you know what? If you believe that you're really spirit, not flesh, and you'll live and learn to come to me about what I want to show you and how I want to show you what is right and what isn't for your life, if you'll press into that, then you can live in this natural life totally fulfilled all the time because you'll never be moved by natural things. 
what I'm learning within myself is every time that I'm moved by something in the natural, it's because I'm not connected to the spiritual. Every, I mean, you, I mean, I won't argue with you about that. You can keep whatever you want. I'm telling you, what's not working out in my life in the natural realm and what I'm moved by and emotionally all distraught over is because I'm not connected to God in the spiritual. And the manifestation of the Spirit in what we have called these gifts are what we need operating in our life, not just for us, but for the good of everybody else. That's how he becomes the helper because our, our lives are submitted to the Spirit. And so when we see something, in, we begin to see and di- differentiate in the Spirit realm what we're actually really dealing with, then we don't find ourselves fighting against flesh and blood. We find ourselves doing warfare in the realm of the Spirit. And that's when you're so powerful. Flesh and blood are not your problem. That friend is not your problem. That boyfriend or girlfriend, that husband or wife, that parent or in-laws, that this or that or the other, that's not your problem. It's not your problem. It's not your problem. The lack of connection to the spiritual is the problem. Because God has it all worked out. I'm going to say it again, 2018 is your best year ever. Yes. Amen. I see that. Ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. If you choose to take a deep breath, <laughs> I have a real good way of saying this, but I can't because it would sound ugly. Settle your darling self down and connect to the spiritual realm. And for some of us, we have to relearn what that is. And for others, thank God you're learning about it for the first time. Because there are a lot of things that aren't the Spirit of God. That people in the past have called the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is what the Spirit of God is. And He just produces. And He's just real. And He just deals with us in real ways. Amen? And and notice what He said here. I want to show you two other times where He uses this word. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born of the spirit. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? You know, you know what I think, you know what I think, I, 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 I didn't even look that up or I'm not even sure if it says that, but I, what I can hear Nicodemus saying, where'd you get that from? 
Where did you get that from? A man must be born. How, where, where, where does that come from? Where did you get that from? Jesus said over in John 7, my doctrine I got from him. I only do those things that I hear and I see him tell me to do. Jesus actually probably had lots of education, but he didn't use any of it because it didn't produce any good thing. Because in that day and time, all their education led people to focus on organizations and structuring things and making all this stuff happen and everything was selfish and it was about the good of me, me, me. Everything was me. He said, that's not going to do me any good. I'm here to be a servant. I'm here to be a blessing to other people. I'm here to bring the will of the Father to the people and let people know how important it is for them to understand the spiritual. We have to understand the spiritual. I've never taught these things ever like this. I've never even addressed some of these things and even actually seen some of these conversations as Jesus operating in these manifestations of the Spirit. But he said, verse 10, Jesus answered, said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. What, what, what did Jesus say? We testify of what we have seen. We testify of what we have differentiated between. The reason the people hated Jesus, he, did, he didn't hate the people. People think, well, you know, Jesus just despised the Pharisees. No, he didn't. No, it just sounded like he did. Because he saw through all their manipulation and their crap. And he addressed them at the core. And he spoke to them about spiritual things. They'd never heard it before. And I mean, that's why they wanted to kill him. We need to get this guy out of here. I don't care. Let, let, let those murderers go. We got to kill this guy. He was messing up all of their doctrine. Because he was bringing a doctrine from another realm. And to understand spiritual, you have to understand the spiritual from that realm. Not take our natural minds and try to study it. Listen, you can study the word to the end of time and not understand spiritual. If you don't study and let the truth of the word speak to you through the Holy Spirit. He has to reveal it. He has to. Not somebody else. So they saw and they said. Can you see that? Look at um, fourth chapter. Twenty-third verse. But the hour is coming and now is... And this just drives home what I just said. The true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Notice it wasn't truth and, you know, we'll try to find the spirit. We'll worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father is seeking such to worship him. For God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, 
to just study something without the revelation from the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the truth, the truth won't do us any good. It's not just truth that'll set you free. It's the Spirit and truth. He said, you'll, uh, in, in John 8 and 32, he said, he said, and you shall know the truth, and the literal says, and the truth you know will set you free. The only way for you to know truth that you hear and it be revelation to you is the Holy Spirit reveal it. My connection and the closer I get to the spiritual is where my empowerment to live on top and not underneath on this earth. I'm going to say it again. Every issue that I have in the natural is my lack of connection in that area with the spiritual because the spiritual has the answer. If somebody walks up to you and they give you the answer to something, if you're, on, you're taking a test and you're sitting there taking a test and the answer key comes to you and it's not illegal, you know, I mean, some of us, we cheated anyway, but, uh, but somebody gives you the answer key and, and says, this isn't illegal, I'm just giving you the answer key. No, I, I don't want it, I don't want it. No, take it, fill it out. He's got all the answers. He's got it all already. All we got to do, I mean, we, we have a test and we're being tested and something's coming against us and we get close to him and he gives us the answer. And then he gives me the answer and helps me to apply it. Remember, he won't do it for you, but he'll help you. And then he'll show you how to put one foot in front of the other and move forward and you accomplish what you were created to accomplish. But if you go and study and try to figure it out and try to, you know, if I pray in tongues you know, for four and a half hours and, you know, sweat or do something or spit or fall on the floor or get on my knees or do, if I do something like that, then it's going to produce. Not if you're not connecting. I tried to do all that stuff. I fall asleep. I try to get up at, pray at 5.30 in the morning, you know, and I go to the church I was at and we'd go and pray and I'd be at the altar down there laying down, and all of a sudden, I'd fall, they'd have to wake me up. I'd fall asleep. I was so sleepy. So I learned to walk and pray. But what matters is not how you do it. Notice in 1 Corinthians 12, there's different administrations, there's different manifestations will operate in a different way through different people, so it's not going to necessarily happen through you the way it is through someone else. And what works for you may not work for someone else. But what matters is, are you getting connected? You may be praying five and a half hours a day. If you are, and that's connecting you, stay with it. You may be a busy person, and God knows, and you've got about... 15, 20 minutes a day, or maybe you may have five minutes a day. Listen, if you, if you step towards God with five minutes, he'll turn that five minutes into like you spent six hours with him because your heart is to him. Did you hear what I said? Now, that's not an excuse to just pray five minutes. And say, well, Pastor said we just got to do it for five minutes. <laughs> you can use me as a crutch there all you want. I'm saying, 
Just, just start moving towards him. Just start doing the things that we talk about here. The things that in these classes that we're talking about. Just start moving towards him and watch what will happen. Because he's faithful to his word. And he's faithful to do exactly what he told us he would do. 2018, you're in my best year ever as we are connecting and becoming more and more and more aware of the spiritual. I want spiritual manifestations all the time. All the time. All the time. All nine gifts of the Spirit. You can operate in all nine gifts of the Spirit in your lifetime as the Lord wills it. That's what it said. And it will always be to profit everybody around you. Always. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? And so I want to end with this tonight. <clears throat> so we're probably not going to finish this tonight because this is a few of the things that I want to say along this line. So we'll, next week we'll probably spend a little bit of time there and then on the next one. But look at the sixth chapter. And for the second time, I'm not going to read all that I had thought I was going to read. But starting in verse 41, man, Jesus, he just said some things here about the spiritual that, boy, the end result is that uh, starting in verse 41, by the time, um, by the time, he gets to verse 68. <laughs> they're all leaving him. I mean, they're all turning their back on him. And he tells his disciples, um, in verse 67, Jesus said to the 12, in, in John 6, uh, 67, do you also want to go away? Man, they got, they, they just, they got ticked. They get confused. I mean, how... How can you say these things that you're saying? <laughs> and, 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 and in the next chapter is when they made the statement. How, they're, they're saying, how does he know this? Where does he get this stuff from? He's not, he's not a learned man. He's not from the universities. How, how has he got this? Because he said, my doctrine is from this other realm. And so he, all of a sudden, and he would bait them with things like that. Like in this passage right here, I'd encourage you to go read from, especially from verse 41 to the end of the chapter there in John chapter 6. Just go back and read that. And you'll read that and you'll think, man, what's he even saying? You can pray in the Holy Ghost and he'll show you what he's saying. But he was preparing them for what was coming. He was preparing them for the Spirit. He talked in, in the, a lot of the time he talked in parables, but right there he talked from throne father and he spoke to them and they they're thinking what the heck this guy's a nut but what he discerned was what was going on there was discernment there and what the what the manifestation or what we've called the gift in 1 Corinthians 12 is is the discerning of spirits of what's really operating. Have you ever been in a situation where 
you get a report about something, maybe somebody said something to you or said something about you and somebody tells you, you know, so-and-so at work said this and, man, they were, chewing on, they were chewing on you and saying all kinds of ugly things and this and that. And so you've heard that by a second report and that report came from a natural being on the earth. And the moment you receive that, what does it create in you? Somebody tell me. Offense. An offense, right? That quick. So what if you got something like that and you walked away from that and you begin to pray in other tongues? Father, I just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for bringing revelation to me because, because the discerning of spirits is a revelation gift. And what does revelation do? It reveals. So I begin to pray in other tongues, and all of a sudden, because I'm praying in other tongues, I'm moving towards the spiritual. And when I'm moving toward the spiritual, all of a sudden, what will happen right there is the gift or the manifestation of the discerning of spirits will go in operation. All of a sudden, I'm not saying God says this in an audible voice, but all of a sudden as you're praying in the Spirit because you've, you've positioned yourself up to and, and moving towards the spiritual instead of believing the natural report. And when you do that, what God will reveal to you is what the real truth about that situation is. And what's difficult there? See, you have to be a person of faith to operate in these gifts because by faith you have to believe you heard from God and that that gift was in operation actually and that that's really what happened and then you have to walk away from that situation. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they didn't say it. But he knows what's behind it. Then you walk away from the situation only speaking good about those people. And all of a sudden, you've taken yourself that much closer to the best year ever. Right. <laughs> Remember, it's not how much you know, and it's not what you do. It's how, how close you get to him and what he says, and then what you do. Amen. Well, you know, that's probably true. They probably said that about me, but you know what? I mean, I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's God wanting me to expose them. And when I expose them, then things will, you know, work out and we'll do this. And, you know, see, the natural mind can tell you all kinds of crazy things about what you think you should do. But I promise you, no education, no, no higher education institution ever taught you how to hear the voice of God. Not any of the ones that I went to. In fact, both of the ones I went to, they didn't even like God. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like him. Not learned some good things, but they didn't like God. And there were no chapel services at those universities. There were no nothing. There's nothing about God. They didn't like God. So I didn't learn anything about hearing the voice of God. The doctrine I'm teaching you tonight, I got from him. Through a lot of different people. A lot of different teaching and things that I've applied in my life, but I got that doctrine from him. Jesus said, I got this doctrine from him. My success in life is from him. 
My connection in life and my, my advancement and my, my best year ever will come from my connection to him, not because I'm trying to work something up believing it's going to be a good year when in the back of my mind I think it's going to be the worst year ever. You've got to be able to see and differentiate between what the lies are and what God is really saying to you so that you can see what is rightfully yours. And when you see what's rightfully yours and it's working for you, you can help other people see what rightfully belongs to them. Can you say amen tonight? Wow. Man, this is some good stuff. Man, this is some good stuff. This is some good stuff.